Welcome back to another episode. So nervous over there. <laughs> I know. I have a real mic now. I know. It's actually we're crazy. Sharing. Yay. We're moving up in the world. Woo! Really though, we're sitting... We'll Literally a, up. <laughs> Literally up. We're going to paint a picture. We're in my apartment. Um, Rachel's seeing it for the first it's time. It's so cute. It's really great. We had a great brunch. Oh, what a good it's Sunday. Sunny. And now we're going to do an episode. It's so... It's really nice out today. Beautiful. Beautiful. Let's dive into another episode. Great. Welcome back to... Thanks so much. Make sure you guys are hitting subscribe. Rate. And review. review. Can't say enough. We really appreciate it if you have already. Um, last week we had an amazing guest on. Carly. This week we have another amazing guest. We re pre-recorded like last week and she's so great she's the best um i'm just forcing all of my friends on Rachel. <laughs> i love it it's actually all of my friendships i like i was talking to taylor and he's like you just invited me everywhere and now no one invites me at any places mom all your cool friends moved true so pack your shit up and move <laughs> yeah. um we have a cool guest on her name's silly little kiwi we'll get into an intro in a second but Let's talk about Recap. our week. Okay. You go first. Okay. Literally the longest week of my entire life. Mm -hmm. I think I don't typically drink mm -hmm. during the week, but let me tell you how many days I had she a glass of wine. <laughs> I felt like Tuesday was dragged out until Friday. Yeah. So, and then I sat, I was sitting at my office on Friday and I said, I don't fucking want to work today it's friday it's so beautiful and every time it's beautiful out i'm like where is um, that margarita oh summer's coming i'm feeling kind it of. not really spring's gonna get <laughs> Spring first is coming. um so the week really long was moving what else did i do mm, work work um and then last night i took myself out on a date so proud. So proud. I was really proud. Um, I had to get courage, so I had two margaritas. This whole episode is going to sound like so I'm a margaritas. alcoholic. <laughs> um, to get courage to go out and talk to people. I would have done the same thing. So, did that, and then I went and had oysters. Also met some people. Of course, they work at the retail space that we worked at. So funny. And I'm what like, a small world. what a small world. Um, and how do I keep making friends from that place? Anyway, she was telling me about all, all these like workout places to go to in town. And I said, you know I'm what? In. I'm in. And what else did I do? Oh, then I walked my happy ass home and <laughs> not at 830 and went to bed. Oh, God, that's the perfect night. It was awesome. I think I started too early, but it was great. It's okay. It's that's fine. the way to do it. Yes. Yeah, start early. Yep. Yeah. I went to bed at like 8, so. I want to be in bed every night at 8. It was great. Um, My week. I went to the park a lot. Oh, because you the kiddos. The kids. Yeah. I was like, why? I've realized, like, I'm a little scared to be a mom in that respect because mm. moms at school do not fuck around. No. They are intense. I eavesdrop on some conversations and it's just like, how do you have time to care about this? Right. And 
they're a little intimidating but also super nice and so whenever I'm there like I always feel very intimidated because I'm not a mom like I'm right. a nanny or whatever yeah and everyone's like oh hi who are you like blah 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 I'm like oh I'm Violet's nanny blah blah whatever I feel like that's I don't mean to cut you off but that's like what's that show um big little lies when yeah like the it, mom circle like. oh and there's different cliques of moms yeah. and everyone's always introducing themselves to me which is great and a lot of the people yeah. are so nice but I'm like I don't want to make small talk with you. No. I just want to watch her play on the playground and like eat my snack. That is some of the biggest networking though because I know. my director, she's like, I met some of the biggest head honchos of like some really yeah. big places in San Francisco and she goes, you know how I met them? Through the playground. It's so Shit. true though. It's so true. Especially down in Marin and Mill Valley. Yeah. It's just, it's a whole different world. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I went to the park a lot, which was great because it was so nice outside. I officially am now a Pilates teacher down there, which is so snap, exciting. Snap, snap, snap. snap. Um, we <laughs> got live show tickets for Girls Gotta Eat in June. I can't wait. I'm counting I'm on months. I'm going to fangirl on. hard. Yeah. <laughs> Our seats are really good, too. They're very good. I'm so excited. Um... If you haven't checked out Girls Gotta Eat, great. Well, what are our surviving and thriving moments? Surviving, getting officially hired. So I have two jobs now. Devin was like, you got two jobs and you moved in 30 days. And I was like, that is the most productive I'll probably ever be. So don't get used Again, to it. January was a long month. <laughs> it was a long month. I would say, yeah, surviving moments, getting a second job and feeling settled what's your thriving moment girl oh yeah that's what I meant yeah thriving moment surviving moment Ugh, probably just missing my dog always I don't even know like I feel like everything's like this month has been so long mm -hmm. and marked a lot of things off my list yes um oh I also saw my dad yesterday that was yeah that's good so that's a good moment that's a good moment so I would say surviving had to drive to the airport Thriving had to go, got to go over the Golden Gate Bridge at sunrise, which was hell yeah, oh beautiful. And you got to go shopping for house stuff. And I got to go shopping for house stuff. And I just got to go shopping. Yeah, so blessed, blessed, <laughs> and not having to feel stressed. Actually, yeah, that's like the best part of yeah. having money income. Oh, it's so nice having money in my bank account. Oh, and it's more money than I've ever had in my bank account. I know. And I'm like, holy shit! And then I'm like, I don't know how to react to this. So my next. We're going to do a couple episodes from now. We should plan out another, like, money, money episode, episode because... Things are very different for us Things now. are very different. Yeah. I'm in. And we need to talk to some financial I'm like, advisors. I have a comma. It's great. But then I'm like, I haven't worked for six months. There's so much stuff I need to buy. Yeah. And it's like, no, slow your roll. I was having that yesterday. Like I was sending you another Louis Vuitton bag and Golden Goose sneakers. I'm like, that's three G's. I can't. I can't buy who do that. You think, who do I think I am? That's my issue right now. I'm like, my credit card bill, mm -hmm. I've never had a credit card. Sometimes it hits you and you're like, oh shit. I think I've spent way too much this month, so I, we need to break it down, I think. Yeah. So it'll be good. Maybe we bring some expert on. I don't know who yet, but we'll find that expert. Maybe my dad, but also... God, maybe Devin. Don't judge me. We could have Devin on here. Oh my god, we should write. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna write that home. down. Okay. 
because he does finances for a living. Like he yeah. does the budgets for a very big city here. So she's just writing dev with eight exclamation points. It was like dev times a thousand over here. Um so yeah, we'll do that coming soon. But we're gonna dive into our episode today. We hope you guys love it. She plugs all of her stuff at the end, so go give her a listen, a mm-hmm. follow. And the like. She's making big moves, so go go get inspired. Go get inspired. Thanks for doing that. Okay. Okay. Enjoy. Be perfect. Um, All right. Um, today we have Tara, aka Silly Little Kiwi, with us. We're really excited. She is the ultimate travel blogger, lifestyle, lifestyle um, content creator. She's created her podcast. I think she's mm-hmm. going to give us a little more backstory. Um, but also, I think started this blog. I think that has also created and turned into a brand. Uh, yeah. Tara has also just started her own little podcast called Silly Little Chats. And I'm so exciting. Because they're so cute. More about it. You make me me feel like famous or something. You are famous. You are famous. I just like seeing people who are up to badass things. And I think Mm -hmm. like creating uh, content or like their own brand or being an entrepreneur in some way. And I think like your blog speaks to everything that we love, like traveling and um some like really cool stuff. So we want That's exactly what you guys are doing. I mean, you're creating a brand for yourself and you're creating content and I Yeah, mean, it's so fun. I think yeah, everyone we- has something to share and I, I think like more people should start doing stuff even yeah. if out of their norm. Even if it doesn't even go anywhere, just getting out there and trying it. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell for us. Sure. Okay, give us like an intro to Tara. Where are you from? What do you do? Oh my gosh. Uh, See, now I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my name is Tara. I'm a freelance writer and travel like journalist. I have a blog and I do have a podcast. I live in England now, which is so cool. Exciting. Yeah. Before that, I was living in Laos, which is like this Tiny wow. Little, yeah, I know. just like this tiny little country between Thailand and Vietnam that like almost no one ever has heard of, but it's such magic. And then yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, that's we're gonna, so we're cool. gonna break into that for sure. We're gonna break it down. I'm pretty so, sure that's not just it, but <laughs> she's like, like and it. that's it. I'm so like, your job, you're a freelance writer. Yeah. Have you been doing that for a long time? No. So I went to university at the same place that Kelsey did. Uh-huh. Uh, and I got a psychology degree. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think I just got it because I didn't really know what I was going to do or like what I wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. I started with like, I started getting an English history and like teaching degree mm-hmm. and then within like my first semester knew I wasn't going to be a teacher like it just wasn't yeah. what I wanted to do and so then I just switched to psychology and I honestly think it's because it was like a super general 
Thank yeah. Kind of like communications. Uh-huh. Yeah. No offense. Exactly. Anyone, but, <laughs> right. No, exactly. Yeah. Just something kind of general um, and interesting, but I don't yeah. think I ever thought about like a career that yeah. far in advance. Yeah. Um, and so then after university, I had a boyfriend in New Zealand because I had been, I'd studied abroad there. Yeah. I wanna, oh, cool. You said something, sorry to interrupt. No, you. go ahead. In your <laughs> podcast, you were, I didn't know. Okay. We met in Montana, University yeah. of Falls Holler. Um, yeah. I will share my like most vivid memory of you is on the <laughs> treadmill, like running just like miles on miles. <laughs> I was like, God, this girl. Really, who is that? She is just running. And I'm like, like, and then you get off the treadmill. away from my like, problems. <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah. So how did you go from Montana to New Zealand? Because all I remember is like you being at school and then you said you left Montana and you went to New Zealand, but like, I don't think I was really, didn't really know much more information about that. Like our, I was, so I was at UGF on a running scholarship and I had come from Well, okay. So my dad's in the military. And so we moved around a lot and we lived mostly in England. And then I graduated high school from South Dakota. And so it was a really small school and I probably seemed like a better runner than I was (laughs) because (laughs) like I was this big fish in a small pond. So I got plucked up to do that at UGF and me and the coach just didn't hit it off. Uh, like I wasn't performing well. Uh, I don't think my head was in the game really. And so by our, the end of our sophomore year, then I was like, I like, I have to leave. Cause I, yeah. I just can't be here anymore. I'm not, I don't like running. I'm not contributing to the team. Mm-hmm. I am like kind of half heartedly majoring in something that I don't really like I am interested in, but Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing studying it. Like I don't have a long-term goal. Right. Yeah. And so I went to look at study abroad programs and at the time it seemed like so many people were going to Australia Mm -hmm. and I was, I was basically like, I'm just going to go to New Zealand because it's different. I'm so, so awesome. And so I actually went to my advisor at the time and she said, no, like it'll take you an extra year to graduate. You'll be really stressed. And I said, no, I can still graduate in four years. And she was like, I just don't think it's a smart idea. And it's not, it doesn't fall with the like syllabus or the calendars or whatever. And so she wouldn't sign off for me to go. So I forged her signature oh my gosh because <laughs> I was just that like, is ballsy because I was just like I'm going and I'm going this semester because she wanted me to wait until like the last semester of my senior year or if what? I went at all and I was just like nah. no no so I oh, left <laughs> Tara that is that's gutsy. amazing so I just signed like I forged her name and then turned it in and immediately went to the registrar's office and switched advisors. 
And it's like, well, then she never has to see me again. So she never knows. I like I, what happened? Did they find out? No, never. Are you kidding me? That no. So you no left idea. sophomore year. I left. I was gone the the first part of junior year. So like that okay. fall, I was gone. I was gone from like the end of June through um, through until December. Got That's it. amazing. Was, yeah. That's so fun. Or That's such a good story. <laughs> it's a pretty funny story because people are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they have no idea that I like <laughs> just. I love that so much. <laughs> I'm mind blown over here. Um, that's so great. Yeah. You're in New Zealand. Where did you, where did you live? I have family there and I'm trying to get over there. I also have my visa and I'm <gasps> how do I live, not live there? Kelsey, you have to, you absolutely have to. So, um, at first, the first time I went over when I was studying, then I lived in Palmerston North, which is like anyone from New Zealand will tell you it's a really small town. It's not known for anything other than like the university and they've got an army base, Mm -hmm. like kind of, or like an army posting nearby. Mm -hmm. And then just a lot of sheep. It's about, I love that. It's like two hours north of Wellington, which is my favorite city, okay. like in the whole country. But uh, yeah, I mean, I fell in love with it. Everyone, everyone that you, any Kiwi that you does. say, yeah, any Kiwi that you're like, oh, I studied in Palmerston North, they're like, oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God, I'll have to but, go ask my Kiwi family. I'll, I'll yeah, like, yeah, she's right. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm. If you say Palmerston North, I'm sure they'll be like, oh, why? <laughs> um, yeah, but it was really affordable, and I mean, it was close to everything that I wanted. Yeah to see anyway like I could take a bus or I made friends found a boyfriend <laughs> so like I mean I could get around easy enough and that's so yeah, cool just that's really amazing. fell in love with it so then when we graduated then well so I went back the next year at Christmas time mm-hmm. and then I went back again the next year after we graduated and lived there because how I long just, did you live there I lived there for oh my god a while like uh over a year because I was a nanny okay and then cool yeah that's what I mean I did right now yeah there you go I did anything I could to be over there I was a nanny over there I spent my Christmas breaks over there I studied over there I yeah everything I think how long were you over there the first living New Zealand for the first time like the first time I think I was Oh, after graduation, um, a little over a year. Got so, it. And then and my then, visa was up, so I had to okay. leave and then go back. Oh. <laughs> and then how long did you go back for the next time? Oh, gosh. The next time I went back for like three months just because I was on a visitor visa. So that was the okay. most that I could. And then I went back again the next time for another month and I think yeah those plane tickets are not cheap I know I'm like trying to do the math in my head whoa (laughs) I think like overall I've spent more time in my adulthood in New Zealand than any other country like like out of my 20s I think all all in all it's been like four years worth of time 
there if you like so awesome. punch it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm dying to go. I oh my gosh. I need to go live there. It's like my next life, maybe. I don't know. Oh God, you it have is. to. It's calling it's her. my life now. It's calling. You need to. Yeah, it's so good. And the people are so nice. And if you like the outdoors, there's no place in the world that beats it. There just isn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to go. So exciting. Um, what I want to like blend your life, I guess, is because you were in New Zealand and now you're this travel blogger, essentially. But like, how did you get from New Zealand and to, I guess, where you're at now. So when I studied abroad, right before I studied abroad, then I created a blog Mm -hmm. because that was back when, I mean, that was back when like Pinterest had just started. You needed like an invite. You needed like an invite to get a Pinterest account. And like, yeah, it was kind of right when the internet explosion kind of happened, like with blogging, when all the like mommy bloggers and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. took off. Lifestyle yeah. bloggers took off. Yeah. Yep. So I created a blog, I think because a lot of my family at the time, I didn't have a smartphone. Like I mm-hmm. literally had an old brick like Nokia phone. <laughs> That's so awesome. Like had, into a T, right? Yeah, like had no T9. idea. Yeah. No idea what I was doing. And so I was like, oh, I'll start a blog and then I can write updates and my family can read them. And that's like be... an electronic postcard. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like a diary. And so I just started writing the most like basic silly things. Mm-hmm. I wrote about me and my friend Simon and my friend Mike going to McDonald's and me trying like a special drink they had there in New Zealand. <laughs> so I funny. mean like the most, nothing that was really that interesting at all. Um, but that's kind of how I started my blog. And then it just, as I traveled and mm-hmm. as I saw more of the world and yeah, experienced more than I just wrote more and I wrote, Mm -hmm. I guess, better or Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I wrote more stuff that people actually wanted to read or like cared about. And so then it just kind of grew from there. It like snowballed into something that you also Mm -hmm. love to do, but you're also like, I'm really good at this too. Oh gosh. And people are loving it. (laughs) I think, I think that like, when the more I wrote, the more attached to my blog I got because yeah. it became my version of a journal. Mm-hmm. So every time I kind of thought, oh, just no one's reading this, so I'll turn it off or whatever, I'll delete mm-hmm. it. Then I thought to myself, oh, but that's like all of my memories from that time in my life. And even if they, right. make, even if they make me cringe or even if they make me feel silly or I think they're yeah. stupid and no one's gonna read them right. I'll read them like right. I, I like yeah because you don't you want to remember too yeah and so I just kept doing it and at first I didn't make any money from it at all because I mean no one was reading it and yeah <laughs> it wasn't very good and then I think I wrote I wrote about my breakup with my ex Mm -hmm. and 
all of a sudden I got an email from Toby, like T O B I dot com. Okay. Okay. They're like a they're like a clothing site, like really cheap mm-hmm. clothes. <laughs> I don't know how to explain them. The kind of like body con dresses you would yeah. wear. Right. Once and then right. Totally. Like right. wet seal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like wet seal online. <laughs> and oh my god. That's so at funny. the time I was just like Oh my God. Yeah. Like I can get free stuff and take photos and get more free stuff. Yeah. So that was kind of, then it just grew and kept going. Are you Um, currently making, my question is like, are you currently making money from a lot of your, like your personal blog? And is that something that's like bringing revenue? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not my sole income because you have to be really good at blogging to make good money or you have to have such a specific demographic, like, you know, like the mommy bloggers, for instance, they, there are other women who are mothers who read that and then they buy the products that Mm -hmm. they're that those bloggers are posting and stuff. Travel is a lot harder, I think, to make money because there are a lot of travel blogs. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be really good at it for it to be your sole form of income, I think. And so, I mean, I definitely, I do make money off of it, but I couldn't pay my rent off of my blog money. It's like your side hustle money. Yeah, exactly. And it's really something that I enjoy doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Plane ticket money. It's like, totally. there you go. Right. What's your real hustle? So travel writing for other publications is what I do to like make. Pay the bills. Basically, yeah. So I write for Culture Trip and Matador Network. Okay. Um, sometimes I've written for like Elite Daily. Cool. I love Elite Daily. That's yeah. so cool. Did yeah. you just like stumble into this while you were starting your blog too? Or like, how did this come about? So after I had started my blog and been going back and forth to New Zealand for all of this time, oh, yeah. then I came back because my visa had expired and my parents were living in Rapid City, South Dakota, where I graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do because my boyfriend at the time was still in New Zealand. All of my friends were in New Zealand. I had this degree that I didn't really want to pursue any further. And my mom and dad basically said, well, you can come live with us until you figure it out. So mm-hmm. for a about 10 months, I lived with my parents and I got a job at a local university working in an HR department. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was basically making way too much money to do nothing because <laughs> awesome. the worst employee, I, there just wasn't anything for me to do. Like mm-hmm. I checked people in and made sure they filled out their W-2s, but, or their W-9s. So mm-hmm. Uh, then towards the end of, I think it was like month eight or month nine, I'd been using all of my vacation days to go travel places. And I just thought, again, I need to get out of here. 
like it, the people I worked with were great. The job itself was so wonderful. I was so lucky to get it because I was highly unqualified for it. But I saw an ad on Facebook one day about volunteering mm-hmm. in oh cool yeah in Laos, and I didn't know where Laos was on a map. I had no idea. And I called the like ad number uh-huh. and put down a deposit and then walked into my boss's office and was like, I love you guys, but I'm losing my mind. So in two months time, I'm going to leave and volunteer in Laos. She That's was like, so awesome. Okay. Didn't you ever feel like at any point, did you feel like it was a scam that they were like, here's just this posting and then you gave them a deposit but you Uh, called first no (laughs) yeah I called first I it could have I mean it could have so easily been a scam and it could have so easily not worked out Uh I remember I landed in Laos and well first me and my friend went on a trip to Thailand like the month before I went to Laos and I, at the time I had never been to Asia on my own before. Mm -hmm. And so my friend and I were in Thailand and I was just like, this is, this is crazy. This is way too much to handle. How could I ever, like, I'm going to go to Laos. Like, what am I doing? And she was just like, you're going to figure it out. Like you always figure it out. So then the next month I went to Laos and started volunteering. And I remember landing and just thinking to myself, like, what did I get myself into? Because I would be terrified. I was so underprepared and I didn't do any research beforehand. I think I literally paid my money and got on like the plane a few months later and just thought it would all work out. Like, which just like, oh, it'll work out. And it did, but- It was meant to be, like, it was just like something yeah. to happen. Yeah. And I felt at ease as soon as like I got through orientation, like volunteer orientation. But that first, I remember the first or second day that I was in Laos, I really thought for sure. What have I done? (laughs) Yeah. Cause I left a job with health benefits and I was making, I mean, I was making good money considering the amount of work I was doing. (laughs) So I just was like, well, like, why did I do this? But then after orientation, I realized like, oh, this is, this, this is why. What. Yeah. And then I just kept blogging and I got into travel writing because after Laos and volunteering and all of that stuff, I ended up getting my TEFL. Do you know what that is? No. What is What's that? that? So TEFL is a teaching English as a foreign language certificate. You can get them online. You can get really swanky ones in like classes. You can pay to go and get one actually overseas in a different country. Mm. I think I paid like $20 and got mine online. And me at, yeah. So after Laos and, and after Laos and backpacking, after last, I went backpacking through South America, oh, and then so after, cool. I'm like, and then <laughs> after South America, I again didn't know what I was going to do because once again, 
I wasn't in right. I wasn't in New Zealand because my visa had expired again. I was away from the person that I loved at the time. Mm-hmm. I once again I could get an office job if I wanted one, but I didn't mm-hmm. really want one. Right. And so I got this like $20 TEFL and moved to China. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I remember hearing about this. Oh my gosh. So wild. What part of China were you in? I admire that so much because I'm like, uh, no, thank you. I'm scared. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend. Like I have done everything in such a reckless way. I just wouldn't Mm -hmm. recommend it. But also things work out so much more often than they don't. And people always focus on the negative or people Mm -hmm. will try to scare you out of doing things because they're Mm -hmm. scared to do them. So Mm -hmm. people will always say, Oh, but what about, you know, how much does it cost? Or, Oh, you'll be away from your friends. And I think a lot of times that's, those are people's fears. Those are other people's fears that they're just projecting Mm -hmm. because it always ends up working out for the most part. It always ends up working out. Yes. So I moved to China and me and like before that, me and my boyfriend from New Zealand, we had broken up. Mm-hmm. And when I got to China, then Luke and I had started to get serious. That's your boyfriend now. Yes, my boyfriend now. Um, okay. Luke and we met in Laos. And so okay. Luke and I had started to get more serious. And he was in England at the time. But I was also dealing with like this breakup of breakup. years and years, right. which I mean, you, you don't like, you know, Rachel, like you've got it's a rough one. Yeah. Cause you have like <laughs> family that is yeah. your family, but isn't your family. And yeah, there's so many you, moving puzzle pieces. Yeah. So it was just like dealing with a new relationship, but also like dealing with kind like of navigating the, the end. One. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't love China. I just didn't. I don't think it's ever any place I ever wanted to go. And mm-hmm. I've been I've, so okay. And what I, did you think? Um, it was t- during the time of Olymp- the Olympics, so it was like a little bit cleaner. Okay, um, yeah. But I will I been- probably never want to go back. Yeah, I and I, people, I thank my parents for taking me. That's great, but yeah, I will probably it's never somewhere I want to go again. I think the Olympics would have been amazing. I, yeah, it's hard because I think there was a lot going on in my personal life that made me not enjoy it. But I also yeah. think I didn't want to be teaching English, and I didn't want to be in China. And I knew that, but I had gone there against that gut instinct just just to keep going places. I was just like, anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Anywhere's better than sitting still. And so I went and Luke moved to China. My my boyfriend moved to China to be with me because he was like, he was like, you're in a bad way. (laughs) Like, let me come and be with you and oh my gosh that like, is so nice that's amazing yeah. so what and city were you guys in we were in Nanjing which is about an hour and 45 minutes away from Shanghai mm, okay. okay 
it's where a lot of the tech factories are. So a lot of computers and iPhones, all that stuff. So the pollution is bad, bad, real bad. And I got there. I landed in the middle of the night. No one picked me up. So I had to try and get a taxi to a hotel and the I didn't speak any Chinese and he didn't speak any English. So he oh ended my up God. dropping my me nightmare. off. Yeah, he ended up dropping me off in the middle of a road oh. and with my luggage and I was just like sobbing in China. And the internet doesn't work the same in China. That would be me. Because they yeah. control it. Yeah. So you I didn't have Gmail. I didn't have WhatsApp. You don't have Facebook. You don't have Instagram. None of that. So I literally was stuck like in the middle of China in the night and it was so polluted that at night it was like orange air or like yellow air in the middle of the night. That is so eerie. (laughs) And I just thought to myself, oh, girlfriend, like you've made- What have you done? (laughs) The biggest mistake. (laughs) Yeah. So then a few months into that living situation, like living there, I, Luke was like, you're a mess. Let me- I'll, I'll go there and I will be with you and we will figure it out. I'm right. He's oh my a gosh. Keeper. What a keeper. He's so good. So he moved to China and during this time, I just mentally wasn't in a good place. Like uh, I said, I didn't want to be there. So I closed down my blog. I took it offline and I wow. had seen in a cafe, an English magazine. And I hadn't seen any English books or English magazines anywhere. And so I grabbed the magazine and on the back, it had the email of an editor and I emailed the editor. <laughs> Just like, like one bold move after another. Basically had like one beer too many and was like, I'm going to just that. do it. Like I'm going to do it. And so I emailed the editor and said, I don't have a portfolio. I've never written professionally. I have a blog, but I took it offline. Can I write for you? And he emailed me back the next morning and said, come to my office for a cup of coffee and let's chat. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So the whole way, it was kind of serendipitous because the whole, the office was literally two blocks away from my apartment. And I hadn't known the whole time I'd been living there. I had meant to be. Yeah. I'm loving how this is clicking. I know. So Luke walked me to the office and the whole time I was just sobbing because I was like, I'm not a writer. What was I thinking? I'm not a writer. I cannot go into this magazine office and And be like, hi. (laughs) Yeah. Because up until then I'd written, I'd written about, you know, like going around New Zealand with my friends or volunteering in labs. I had no editorial experience. And of course, Luke being Luke was like, oh my gosh, you can do anything. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah, supportive. <laughs> so, yeah. So I walked in and it was a British guy and a British girl who were the editors of this really small English magazine mm-hmm. that wrote about life in China. And the guy said, do you have any bylines? I said, no. And he said, do you have any portfolio work? And I said, no. (laughs) And he said, can I see your blog? And I said, I mean, you can't, you can go online, but it's not up. I guess I can like copy and paste things into an email. And he said, well, why do you want to write for us? 
And I just said, my heart is broken here. And I am a broken person to the point that I couldn't even write on my own website because I, I can't even find my own words. Yeah. Language is the one thing I've always had. I've always had a handle on words and China was the first place I ever was where I didn't have, I didn't have that. Mm. And so I just told him I was basically like, I'm a mess. I'm having a mental breakdown and an existential crisis. And I know that if I don't write, if I'm not forced to write now, yeah, I'll be even more broken. And oh my god, so, what a powerful answer! And I thought, well, you've bombed that. <laughs> like wow. no one wants to know that much at a job interview. Basically, essentially, well, a job interview. Love it. Yeah, and so he was like, "Come in on Monday and start writing for us." And so I did. Cool. Wow. How long ago was that? That was in 2018. That was in May or maybe April of 2018. And that's when I started writing, like travel writing as a career. That's so awesome. You just write into where we want to go. Yeah. There you go. It's it's such a long story, but yes, that's, I I mean, that's where I'm at. go you go it's funny how like such bad Mm -hmm. and like hard times in like your personal life can lead you like right where you need to be yeah I mean I remember Luke would Skype me or would call me and I would be like on my bathroom floor sobbing Mm -hmm. just like I don't want to be here and then he would say okay well where do you want to be and I'd be like I don't know. Like, I want to be in New Zealand, but I can't be there right now. So I don't know what to do. I don't know where to be. And he was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, it also sounds like you were so open to like being anywhere but, or like you never wanted yeah. to be like held back, it sounds like. Um, yeah. Trying new things. Just wanted to always be going forward, I think, for yeah. a lot of most of the reason I've been places is because I've just been afraid to be in one place. So mm-hmm. I just jump before the net appears and then hope that it works out really. Do you think that goes a little deeper, Tara? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think like, there's, there's probably like With a your good... psych major. You're like, so what's like really the root cause of that? No. So it's really happening here. Yeah. And then, so after that, did your travel blog kind of take off as well? along with your writing career? So I had been writing for the magazine for a while. And then a friend of mine at the time had found a workaway opportunity. Do you know? Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. So it's a website where you basically get free accommodation and usually a stipend for like food mm-hmm. or, or a small living stipend of some sort in exchange for work a lot of times it's agricultural so sometimes it's you go and you work on a vineyard and you get to live in a house for free Mm -hmm. and then you make like a small wage Mm -hmm. and but this work away was in Vietnam which is one of my favorite countries Mm -hmm. and it was for writers and they were looking for people to help write content for a website that was starting up so I applied and because I had magazine experience and they were like, 
Sure. Done. So I went and I was living in a house with other travel bloggers and travel writers. And they kind of, they kind of mentored me. Like they were other amazing women doing the things that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And they would just, you know, we'd be eating dinner together and they would say, Oh, do you have a media kit? And I'd say, no, I never really thought about it. (laughs) Yeah. And they were like, Oh, girlfriend. And they'd whip out their laptop and then like, like show me how to make one and show me online resources for how to actually, how to get people to actually see your blog mm-hmm. and how to create that's like, so cool website traffic and stuff and so, so I we need to take so lessons much. from you oh my yeah gosh. that's what I'm hearing I have so 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 much to learn but I always feel like I'm an open book because that's how everyone learns mm-hmm. and yeah you have to share what you know so that other people can create amazing right. things yeah I love that so yeah I just spent like three weeks in Vietnam learning while I was writing for another website. That is so awesome. And that's when my travel blog sort of got better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I learned. Sense. Yeah. yeah. So with everything, like with Silly Little Kiwi, like, and your new podcast, and like, I really think that you're on to this like brand and I don't know want to put it out there or maybe you know. Yeah. But like, uh, what is something that like, where do you see the evolution of this going? That's such a good question, but I have no idea. I think I just want to keep growing my audience as much as possible. Like I want people to go to my website who are looking to have really deep cultural travel experiences. So I've tried to only work with brands and tour companies that have the environment in mind and have Mm. the local people in mind. I love this. Yeah. That care about animals and nature and all of those things. So I've really worked so that silly little Kiwi is aligned with, those things because those are my values. So I want my website to work with that. But I also think it comes down to sharing stories. I mean, that's sort of why I started my little podcast is because I have all of these remarkable friends and they have such amazing experiences. And so it was just another medium to share way for me to share. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. What do you think like what's your biggest learning from creating silly little kiwi and everything that you have going now? I think one of the best, one of the only pieces of advice I could possibly give is just to try because people are so afraid to not try things that then they don't do it. Mm -hmm. They would, they would rather not fail. So they just don't try but you can always get better at something. You right. You can't get better at something if you don't try to do it. So true. Exactly. Yeah. I so love it. If you want to start a blog, start a blog. If you want to start a podcast, start a podcast and learn and grow and ask people and yeah. That's amazing. You have such a cool story. I'm like, what have I done? Nothing. So- <laughs> 
it's so loopy when you when people say like where are you from or where do you live it's like oh well how long do you have (laughs) yeah you know right you're like so I really lived all over in your podcast you have traveled to 60 countries is that oh my god I think that's so I think I rounded up because I was so lazy uh I think it's like 57 or 58 now same thing that is wild that's amazing that's such a huge accomplishment that's been pretty crazy. I honestly feel like I've lived a million lifetimes in well, the last so much culture, <laughs> which is so, so cool. I'm so tired. I have so many wrinkles. <laughs> I'm envious. Oh, well, you got you can go. Like anyone can do I it. I there's nothing there's nothing special about me, and I'm not saying that in a self-deprecating way. It's like if I can do it, mm. literally anyone else yeah. can because I mean, everyone in saying that everyone else has like different financial responsibilities Mm -hmm. or some people have families or some people are from countries where get having a passport isn't easy or isn't accessible, but uh, there is a will or there's a way if there's a will for sure. Yeah. What a good quote. (laughs) Trademark. (laughs) Trademark. Yeah. That's probably a Pinterest quote I've seen or something. Where there's a will, there's a way. Um, we have rapid fire questions. That's what we want to do. Go for it. Broken it into travel and life stuff. So <gasps> okay. Okay, go for it. Knowing that you've been to 60 countries and you said six continents, what has been your favorite country or city that you've traveled to? Man, I think... Top three countries would have to be Sri Lanka, New Zealand, and probably either Laos or Chile. Oh my yeah. God, so cool. I'll add this to my list. We need a yeah. list of places. I was to say, make a bucket list, girl. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, what or just is... follow your, your Instagram and that's the bucket list. Yeah, that's oh all my we gosh. need. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is the most overrated and underrated city that people visit? Ooh, I guess cities can be quite hard. I would say if I could do countries, yeah. overrated do Croatia, Croatia is overrated. Really? I didn't enjoy it at all. I thought there were so many people everywhere. Everything was really, really expensive for the value. I've heard that. Yeah, like you don't get – in Vienna, you pay a lot but you get good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay five euros for a coffee, but you know that it's going to be good coffee. In mm-hmm. Croatia, you pay five euros for a coffee and it's, it's not average. great. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It, I don't okay. know. I, I just didn't love it. It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. What about underrated? Oh, probably Malaysia. Oh. Okay. Like I think, Malaysia has great food and so much art and culture and it's my dad really likes Malaysia yeah Malaysia's really good or Laos which I know I'm really biased but it's people go to Vietnam and Thailand mm-hmm. and then they skip right over Laos and it's so the beautiful little gem. yeah it's oh. so good um what are your top three travel essentials oh gosh um oh Hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This year, I got us 
a travel pillow for the first time ever. So good. Danger. It has changed. I used to always make fun of people like walking around the airport. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) And then then you're like, oh, yeah, it's so good. I got one and I was like, oh, this is so good. And oh, headphones because you've got to have something to listen to or yeah, yeah. What is what is your next vacay destination? Well, I'm going back to England, which will be yes, good. But that's going to be home now. Uh, in March, I go to New Zealand oh, back again, and then in July, I'm going to Italy. So, so fun! So cool. Yeah, that's. Those are all the concrete travel plans I have at the moment. So we'll see. I love it. Yeah. So you're living in the UK. Got it. Up here. Yeah. Yeah. So we're based, we're right outside of London. We're like 40 minutes outside of London, I think. Yeah. Oh, I've been wanting to go to London for such a long time. Where come over. Oh my gosh. Come over and I'll show you around. I have very few friends. That would be so much fun. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So now next section is our life rapid fire. Ready? No thinking, just going. Okay. <laughs> um, what is one social norm that you try to break? Always being on your phone. Ooh, yeah. Love it. What's the best piece of advice that you've received? No one cares about you. <laughs> so I, good. I think Hard so many- through. Yeah, so many people think that they that everyone's watching them or that everyone cares what they're doing or that everyone's invested and mm-hmm. I mean people care about you but right. people don't not care. as much, yeah. Not as what I you think they right. are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um who's someone you look up to? Oh, my best friend Tosh. She's the probably the best human being I've ever met. So shout out best friend. You're best friend. <laughs> yeah. If she's listening to this, she gets extra brownie points. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's one thing you wish you knew in your 20s or early? Oh, gosh. Uh, early 20s, that it's okay to not do what people expect you to do. Like, it's okay mm-hmm. to live somewhere different or date someone different, whatever it is. Like it's a, it's going to be okay. So just do what you want to do. It's all right to do something completely different to what's expected of you. I love it. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Mm. What's your biggest goal for 2020? Mm-hmm. Oh, it feels like it's already such a busy year. I can't believe that mm-hmm. it's basically the end of January. So I guess to make it through this year, with my head on straight like to just <laughs> I just want to like make it through this year and feel good like take care yeah. of my body mm. sleep mm-hmm. just actually take care of myself this year that would be a big goal that's a great thing that's yeah. a great thing to work on and to just keep traveling too I mean it's always the goal I guess so yeah. Cool. yeah. You're doing a great job. <laughs> I know. Thanks. We should have a, we'll have to have a girl's trip somewhere. Oh my I God. That'd be love so fun. That. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> um, so fun. The last question. Uh, okay. We want to thank you so much for being 
on our podcast. Yes. So much fun. You know, I know you listen and that like means a lot to me. Us. Love it. It really does. All your repos, your screenshots. I'm like, oh my God. Yes. It was like the nicest thing ever. I was like, oh my gosh, we do have listeners. No. Um, but we fan girl. Yeah, we we want to share about you. So tell us where people can find you. They can find me on my blog, sillylittlekiwi.com. They can find me on Instagram at silly little kiwi yeah wait and say go listen to the podcast silly little chat oh yeah see this is the problem i forget that i actually make stuff (laughs) i love it you can listen to my podcast too yes silly little chats it's on like spotify and apple and yeah all that stuff. I'm going to go subscribe. You have a soothing ah! voice on your podcast. Yeah. I was like, this girl's voice is meant for, and I think one of your friends says that. And I was like, he's right. Colin, Colin was like, you should, like, you should have done podcasting for you a do while. Have a really good you voice. Yeah. It never sounds good when I'm, when I'm speaking in my own. No, head, it so. never does. Oh, wow. You guys are so good at this. Thank you so much for having me on. It means so much. I love what you're doing. And I love that you're taking up space and trying new things and having cool people on. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your night. Sorry. We'll chat soon. Yes, let's do. Definitely. Keep us going. Bye, Tara. Bye. We hope you guys love that episode as much as we did. Thank you for listening. Once again, find us on Instagram at Surviving Nearly Thriving. You can listen on Google, iTunes, and Spotify. And spread the word. Thanks, guys. We'll talk next week. Bye. Bye.